0: I want to talk to you about the difference of the spiritual conception of life and the material conception. Now, one of the points here I want to bring up is a clarification of something we discuss on our program. We often say the, the difficulties in this material life are birth, death, old age and disease. Now, these all pertain to the body. There is no birth, death or old age of the spirit soul we are eternal living entities in the vedic literature bhagavad-gita it says that the living entity the soul can never be cut it cannot be burnt it can be not killed with a weapon it can't be moistened you can't actually damage the spirit soul in this material world the material world either covets the living entity and gives it facilities to take birth in one of the many species of life or the spirit soul leaves the material world and returns to the spiritual world our actual home so to take refuge outside of this material world is the direction toward eternal life because eternal life is our natural condition the birth death old age and disease that we're all struggling with is the temporary symptom of life in the material world we end up identifying absolutely everything from our bodily position We think of ourselves as a male or a female of this or that age, of this or that intelligence, of this or that family, education, country. The list is very large. What what school did you go to? Who do you know? Where are you from? Thousands of aspects of our life are actually only multiple different perspectives upon our bodily condition. They're not different perspectives of our spiritual condition. Because our spiritual condition is an eternally conscious divine being. The living entity, the spirit soul, is part and parcel of God. God is divine. Well, wait a minute, then. The part and parcel of God is divine by construction, by, by its nature. So we have to reawaken to that divine aspect of our existence. So the Vedic literature says we are to negate this bodily conception of life. So this mentality is called Brahman realization. I am not matter, I am spirit or Brahman, a Brahminical a piece of Brahminical energy, spiritual energy. And that level of consciousness is actually the right level of consciousness, the right standard of consciousness for everyone. So we're in that predicament where we have to choose. We have to be educated and understand all of these bodily designations are actually the cause of my problems. What I fear, what I want, where I go, how I dress. Oh my goodness, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And they're all different aspects of bodily perspective of life. And this bodily perspective of life is not helpful. It just leads to a confused, competitive, anxiety-ridden life. Because who's stopping old age? Can't. Who can stop from getting sick? It happens, you can't. So with death comes birth. Can you stop it? No, you have to get liberation from that cycle. And that's not done with any material adjustment. And if all I have is a material perspective relationship to my body, all I can make is material adjustments. So I can't get out of this cycle. Therefore, I must take refuge in spiritual energy, the divine person, the supreme Lord. In that relationship, it is totally on the spiritual platform. If I revive and nurture that relationship, then all these bodily designations fall away. They don't attract me. They don't influence me. They don't matter to me. This is Brahman consciousness. This is the consciousness of oneness. I am part and parcel of the Supreme, and what we are by Constitution is the same. And what you and I, all of us as brothers and sisters, all of us are of one substance. Our constitutional creative situation is the same. We're eternal living entities and temporary bodies. Ta-da! And we're meant to execute our eternal duty, not these temporary activities that are... D- d- uh, Determined by our material perspective of life. So, if one becomes an associate of the Lord by service, he reestablishes his connection to the transcendental spiritual platform, the eternal conscious level. That can be done by associating with servants of the Lord. People who are actually God conscious, who actually live live in loving service to the Lord by associating and listening and reading and understanding their perspective, one can develop an understanding, an active perspective where he engages in the service of the Lord, which automatically removes this material conception of life because you can't be in both places at the same time. If you are in the spiritual conception of life and in spiritual activities, you can't be in material ones. And vice versa. So we look out our window, we look around our life, we look through our minds and consider our entire existence, experience here in this life in the material world. And everybody has the diseased condition. Everybody is on the bodily perspective and platform of existence and values, etc. And therefore, everybody has an underlying anxiety. But if we look to the spiritual conception of life, which is the reality, the Lord is an eternal living entity. I am an eternal living entity. We have an eternal relationship. My rendering service to him makes him happy. When he's happy, I get happiness beyond my wildest dreams. So instead of fussing and fighting for temporary pleasure in the material world I can engage in service in my eternal relationship with the Lord and have happiness eternal happiness so the the system's easy that's not difficult to understand but you have to choose are you going to stay in material activities that are causing you difficulty and suffering and have a, a good case of the disease everybody else has Or are you going to reject that and associate and learn and develop, revive your spiritual activities, duty, responsibility, and point of view and enjoy limitless, limitless enjoyment? Your choice. You have free will. You can do as you want. You can do good things or bad things or you can do transcendental spiritual things. We live in a society where the transcendental spiritual stuff is immediately thrown out because everybody's trying to sell you something on the other platform. Whether it's good for you or it's not good for you, they don't even care. Just buy one, please. (laughs) This is what's made everybody consumers. But you're not a consumer. You're actually just a fool. You buy this stuff and you take it home and it breaks in the first hour. Or you put it in the garage after you use it for a week and you don't look at it again. Or you try to take it back. <laughs> when you take it back, you go, oh, I got this money, what am I going to spend it on? <laughs> Vicious circle. So we have a, an environment we're in that they're negating, neglecting, and denying the solution. The solution to our anxiety, the solution to the waste of our life, the solution to the endless distractions is service to God. Reviving on a relationship that's already there. Nothing I do in my material body, my material predicament, my choices, nothing I do in my material life can stop, can cancel the eternal relationship between you, me, and the Supreme Lord. It's already there it's already existing eternally. I've only been here 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 70 years, 90 years. I've only been here a short time on the eternal scale. But this eternality concept is way beyond this short time. So we have to look at these two aspects in proper perspective and give them proper value. We've been confused, we've been tricked To put this temporary existence at the top and our eternal spiritual existence at the bottom. And that's why we refer to the the human society, this material world, as upside down. The Vedic literature says it's a reflection. You see that? The reflection is reversed, isn't it? So we have an upside down society because we have an upside down perspective. Because we've all been trying to find happiness in pleasures, not in consciousness. Real happiness comes from doing the right thing with the right consciousness. It does not come from trying to enjoy pleasures. The pleasures cause more anxiety. And the anxiety, you go, I want out of this anxiety, I gotta find some pleasure. And the cycle, the contaminating cycle at that, continues to where the whole human society, this global planet is full of anxiety. Big anxiety, little anxiety, doesn't matter, everybody. You can see it, little kids, three years old, walking along, holding the hand of their mother, crying. Total anxiety. Nothing's really wrong. The kid's okay, he's got a hold of his mother. Nobody's attacking him, there's no danger, but he's totally in anxiety, crying. You can see it at every age level. The old people in the old folks' homes are lonely, left alone, in anxiety, crying. So from the little kid to the old people, the anxiety is there. It only varies in degree. The Vedic literature says you have to wake up to this cycle you have to wake up and realize stop this anxiety it can be done study follow the spiritual master follow the vedic literature it is meant to free you from this anxiety so the solution is here easy available practical suitable to you You are an eternal living entity who needs an eternal occupational duty. You are not a temporary person who should live on temporary pleasures that cause them anxiety in the end. Well, this isn't a big question. This isn't a difficult quiz. This is common sense. This is a a practical evaluation of the reality we're in. So that's what the Vedic literature is. It is that practical perspective on your life and your conscious attention, as opposed to negating responsibility and let it flounder all over like a fish out of water. We are all causing each other difficulty because none of us are trained correctly. None of us are actually uh, executing our prescribed duties We're not advancing consciously. So the Vedic literature is here for that reason. Let's help these, all these living entities in the human form of life. If You work up to the human form of life, you come to that platform. Ah, here it is. In this form of life, I can get things figured out in proper perspective and put an end to this anxiety cycle. But you're so uh, distracted by so many other things and tools and people and opportunities and bullshit and things that don't matter, don't matter, don't matter, that you lose your lifespan. People find this hard to believe. What do you mean? I'm not running out of lifespan, I'm only 26. You don't know how long you're going to live. What are you talking about? Your life is not firm. You have to recognize that every day is your last day. You have to be the best person you can be today because you have no confirmation. You have no guarantee you get tomorrow. Your, your responsibility is to the now. Your responsibility is to your consciousness, your evolutionary growth, your, con- your contribution to love of God. You're attaining love of God. You're sharing love of God. You're encouraging others to use their lifetime and their lifespan and their today to the best of their ability. There are so many people who have these plans and they don't execute them. They have these goals and they don't achieve them. They have these aspirations and they don't strive to get there because they're totally distracted. And that's what they're doing. The people at the top who are running this planet, they are trying to keep you from reaching your goals. They want you to just shush sit in front of your television and play a game or watch a stupid program or erase your life away or work at your phone or your computer and don't learn, don't grow, don't become a better being. Oh yeah, you know more about this or that or the other thing, but it doesn't help you become a better being. You can still be an idiot in how you treat people and what you do and what you contribute. So you have to get... hold of yourself, you have to take responsibility in the human form of life it is called in the Vedic literature the responsible birth you're responsible for your activities you will be held responsible for your activities if that's the situation you're in an intelligent person will take responsibility will check themselves from stupid things Will grow their intelligence and their understanding so they can act more uh, con- uh, beneficial for themselves and others. We haven't got to that point yet, but the real solution to life, the real happiness in life, comes from selflessness, not selfishness. Yet we are all selfish. We hide it, we pretend. This is the illusion of money. People are really nice to you, everything's fine pleasing friendly here have this little cup of coffee good to see you Really nice until there's money in the equation I'm not going to pay you what then the the evil the witch comes out or the the demon comes out of them as they fight you as they aggressively attack you because of the money equation We have a facade over everybody's selfishness for money, as opposed to their selflessness of compassion. We're putting down selfless compassion for others for selfish demand for money. This is how the human civilization crashes. I think I mentioned before in a program, I used to think archeologically speaking, why do these societies disappear? Look at these columns, and buildings, and pyramids, and uh, 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 whole cities, huge cities that are built, and they're empty. How could it be that great, and fall down, and quit, break down? You think, well, food, contaminant, dinosaurs, what did it, what did it? What did it is the greed, the lust, the anger, the unwillingness to take responsibility. That's what does it over and over and over again. The, the food chain breaks down because the people start going, Oh, I don't have to work and bend over and get a sore back. Sorry, I'm not doing it. So somebody else grow the food. I'm just going to have another meal. And it finally gets to the point it breaks down. Greed, stealing, cheating, anger. Because of money, 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 money. The society collapses. There's war. There's disease, starvation. All these things enter in when the society becomes so crazy, so lazy, so foolish, so selfish and our society is getting there this society we're living in right here right now is very very covered with pc friendliness oh it's wonderful to see you Well they think about how they can get a buck out of you how they can get one over on you how they can never mind so we have this cover over the top of our social relationships that's exasperated when money comes to the surface. And this is not what the human life is supposed to be. This is not how we are supposed to live our lives. So this is a combination of events, a combination of perspectives, a combination of activities that leads to the collapse of the human society. And we are exhibiting all of these aspects today, now. We're neglecting to be responsible human beings and live compassionately and intelligently, responsibly. We're doing what we have to and desiring a lot more than we need or deserve. And this only leads to collapse. We must come back to our real perspective of what do I need to exist? And am I becoming a better being every day? Am I making a more positive contribution? Am I becoming more selfless? Am I a servant of others? Am I a servant of God? Or am I playing a PC game that I'm a nice person and all I want to do is exploit things for money and comforts? So you have to look at your life. You have to look at your predicament. Look at your family. Look at which ones are good and which ones are actually nasty. You don't have to hang around with the nasty people. This idea that blood is thicker than water is childishness. We're eternal living entities. We've had thousands of families. This one is just this one, temporary one. If someone is a bad being, walk off. If someone is a good being, pitch in. It doesn't matter if you're related to them or not keep an open mind but you can't because you have a phone you don't even look up let alone meet eyes let alone understand their character let alone respect them let alone help so our situation is very serious We have to pull ourselves out of this temporary bodily designations and temporary bodily demands and temporary bodily distractions as soon as absolutely possible. And get back to controlling our consciousness, get back to becoming a selfless, intelligent human being who understands they are eternal servant of God and acting accordingly. That's the only solution and that's why you don't see anything about it the people running the planet don't want you to know let alone use the solution so they've demonized it and they've hidden it and they've kicked it out and they've laughed at it they've done everything they can do to stop you from being a purified god conscious being who is selflessly in service of god and others who is connected to the spiritual world through transcendental sound vibration, who eats only sanctified food, who is constantly benevolent and beneficial to the society around him. That's who you really are. That's who we all really are. Bring your individual uniqueness to the table in a service mentality to others and to God. That's how you're going to get where you need to be. Reviving your eternal platform, your eternal understanding of who you are and what is really going on here. So this is the situation that is urgent. Urgent in your life. Urgent in everyone's life. We're in a serious situation You can't find happiness in a temporary place when you're an eternal living being. You can't allow the distractions to be your standard way of life. You can't become callous and cruel for money. You must become compassionate, caring, selfless, giving, sharing, intelligent, benevolent, developing self-realization, universal realization, love of God realization. This is where you have to go to get out of this contamination, the cycle of birth and death. It's causing everybody so much trouble. So we encourage you. We are here to encourage you. Take the steps required to become a God-conscious being. Let's read the Vedic literature, chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Eat only spiritually sanctified food. Live your life with your eyes open. Take responsibility. Don't be distracted. Intervene in your own life. Bring yourself back to your divine conscious perspective of your reality. Not your illusory conception of this bodily experience. Reject bad association. Accept good association. You'll find the answers you need.